Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Jack Luke and today I'm joined by Tom Law. Bike Radar's mountain bike presenter on our YouTube channel and Simon Von Bromley, our senior technical writer on the team and resident nerd. In today's episode of the Bike Radar podcast, we're going to be bringing you the biggest news from the last few weeks on BikeRadar.com. Among the deluge of other news, we've had three headline road bike tyre launches from Pirelli, Specialised and Vittoria. And resident tyre nerd Simon will give us the lowdown on everything we need to know about these sweet new treads. Forbidden also launched its new Druid trail bike, and Tom is going to do his absolute best to explain why this is interesting to this pair of smooth-brained roadies. We're also going to talk about Ceramic Speed's new super fancy lube designed for super long rides in super bad weather that's been released just in time for summer. And really, I expect we're just going <laughs> in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, and I expect Simon's just going to talk to us about chain waxing. But that's fine. That's why you come here. Before we kick things off, though, Tom... Law, how are you on this beautiful sunny day and what are your riding plans for the week ahead? I'm very good, thank you, Jack. So I'm actually heading out on a product launch next week. Ooh. So uh, can't talk too much about that. But yeah, it's in a, Why are you bringing a, it up on a podcast, exotic this country. This talking, this podcast, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you've got to, got to keep some intrigue. Yeah, I'm a teaser. I'm a teaser. So yes, yeah, so that's my riding plans, is riding in a possibly somewhat colder, wetter location than the UK, if that's even possible. <laughs> wow, incredible. Well, <laughs> yeah. that sounds like a great hoot. Simon, Bike of the Year is out of the way. I presume you're bathing in a luxurious 
post-Tesla, or are you straight back in to the cool face of content, treading new kit? Straight back in. The grind never stops, Jack. I'm a grinder. If anyone follows my social media, they'll know I'm all about the grind. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you grinding away at? Um, well, we're about to kick off a kind of fast road tire group test. So we're actually, at the end of this week, we're going to go do some rolling resistant testing. And then, obviously, going to supplement that with a load of sort of subjective testing in terms of, you know, setup ride feel, that sort of stuff. So hopefully we're ticking all the boxes and bringing some really good testing to our lovely audience. That's that's Simon Von Bromley bingo right there. (laughs) Scientific (laughs) testing of stuff designed to make you go marginally faster. Good grief. That's why we love you, Simon. Right, we'll kick off with tyres then on that theme. Very sorry, Tom, you're going to have to wait your turn unless you want to give some opinions on road bike tyres. But uh, Simon, tell us what we need to know about Pirelli's new tyres and Specialized and Vittoria. You, you, You can choose what you want to start with. Okay, well, we'll start with the um, Vittoria Corsa Pro because actually I went on the the press launch for that and it's basically, uh, Vittoria has has overhauled its kind of top-end range of tyres, which is the Corsa range. Now, it's claiming that this is the most advanced cotton tyre ever made and so it only comes in with you know, kind of tan cotton sidewalls, which is you know great for people like great me. Great for fashionable Instagram divas like us. But not so good if you like black tires, I suppose. But um, yeah, it basically it kind of they've got a new construction method which helps them marry a tr- sort of traditional cotton casing with vulcanization to kind of get a seamless tread attached to the to the tire in the way that you know previously they used to just glue them on. And anyone who had one of those sets of tires for kind of quite a long time would sort of notice that eventually the tread would start to peel off as that glue failed. So that's all gone. Obviously, they're claiming they're kind of faster, more puncture protection, that sort of thing. They're also very, very expensive. They're kind of like £90 per tire. That's road. That's that's a fancy car tire experiment. Mm. Not quite, but no, not quite. Yeah, (laughs) but that kind of puts it at the the kind of top of the tree, even, you know, more expensive than Conti GP5000s and and other tires like that. Um, They have won a lot of races at the, you know, kind of um, world tour level this year, but they do also, Vittoria does sponsor some of the best riders in the world. Well, that probably helps. It's kind of hard to... Are they finally tubeless? Yeah, so they they were tubeless before, but it, only it, in the black just, version. Yeah, exactly. You could if you wanted tan walls, you couldn't get tubeless. So yes, now they the the black versions are gone, and you can have tubeless tan wall tires. Oh, there's a Corsa bliss. Pro TLR. There's a Corsa Pro Control TLR, which is a slightly has a slightly beefier tread uh, for increased puncture protection. They're still making tubulars of the Corsa Pro. If you if anyone out there wants that. But, um, I thought you were going to say something much more disparaging. There. <laughs> time time wants... trialists rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there will also be a Vittoria Corsa Pro Speed, which is the time trial specific version coming in 2024. Though I suspect some of the pro teams are probably already using that tire. Oh, you'll be keeping your eyes peeled yeah. closely on Getty. Well, Simon has written a full news story on this tire, and he has got his first ride impressions as well. Well worth checking that out. It's very nerdy, all you would expect from Simon. Now we jump to another tyre, your pick, Simon. So, well, actually, we'll kind of talk about them both together because they both kind of sit in the same space. Now, it's Pirelli's uh, new P0 Race TLR4S, stands for four season, and the uh, Specialised Mondo. Now, both of these tyres are kind of endurance racy tyres, so a little bit kind of beefier and heavier than, say, the, you know, the Vittoria Corsa Pro that we've just talked about, but they should come with kind of compounds that are designed for wet weather grip uh, increased tread life and you know, kind of 
hopefully you get a few less punctures because as everyone loves to say there's nothing slower than a puncture so, <laughs> so yeah. it's that kind of thing you know I, you know we regularly get comments and you know, my favorite tire for example at the moment would be the like something like the continental gp 5000 str for example but i regularly see comments from people who have obviously gone out and bought a set of these tires punctured them relatively quickly and then they've come to my article where i've recommended it and said you're an idiot you know this test tire is like like fag paper mm -hmm. so for those people something like this is kind of a better balance you give up a little bit of speed and then you get a bit more you know a bit more mileage a bit more puncture protection and yeah like we're just seeing a lot of options now the, the kind of key story with the pirelli tires was that previously this tire was only available as a clincher now it's available as tubeless which kind of makes sense for this kind of category specialized you know as they uh often do <laughs> made some Pretty bold claims about the S-Works Mondo. And they basically said it is the new benchmark endurance all-road tyre. I mean, so we haven't reviewed it yet. Yeah, but we haven't had one in hand, actually. We haven't had one, one in, hand. In, in the office yet. It was raced at the 2023 Paris-Roubaix, but none of the kind of specialised sponsored teams uh, did Played that part well. in that race, yeah. So, you know, it, we'll have to kind of wait to see whether this is, you know, the kind of greatest endurance tyre ever made or you know, perhaps just similar to the others. And the specialised Mondo name is actually one that's existed way back when in the day. It is, although I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that either. I was hoping you were going to give me some good context. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah, specialised has, you know, has a long-standing tradition of, of bringing back old names every now and again. Obviously, you know, the Alley's been around for a really long time, things like that. They, they like to... They like to, you know, kind of keep their names, and hopefully we'll see Avenge at some point as well. I really <laughs> like that. He's still hopeful. A subject of a hopeful. previous video and podcast. Wow, we really are hitting the Simon Bromley <laughs> bingo points today. <laughs> anyway, well, yes, three new tires. Quite a surprising number of tires generally, I think, in the last few years. I don't know, maybe it's just more big brands entering the market. It feels like there's a lot more hype and development around road tires. I, I, kind of anecdotally. That's certainly yeah, there, are, there have been a lot of new tyres recently. I think obviously with everything kind of moving over from clincher to tubeless and, you know, at the same time as the pros move away from tubulars, there's been a lot of development, shall we say. And, and I suppose, mm, you know, yeah, certain yeah. brands, you know, Shawby, for example, with their Pro 1 TLE, that was a really, really solid tyre when it launched. Same with Conti and their GP5000. I think a lot of brands have kind of looked at those two and and tried to step up, but yeah, there there have been new entrants, as you say. Like you know, we've had Pirelli have really stepped up. Goodyear are stepping up. Like there's a lot of good options, and so uh, yeah, our group test that I kind of mentioned at the start of this video is going to contain a lot of choice. I look forward to watching, reading, and listening all about it, Simon. Now we're quickly going to jump over to Ceramic Speed's new UFO Drip Wet Chain Lube, which is made for ultra long distances and bad weather, according to the brand. I do promise, Tom, you will get your moment. But Simon, <laughs> it, he is he is our slippery guy. We need to hear about why this lube is interesting from Simon. So I think, you know, so the Ceramic Speed UFO range uh, has always been a really good uh, uh, wax-based drip lube. Uh, but I think for some people, they felt that the kind of, you know, it, it would last maybe, you know, 200, 250 kilometers or something. Now, for most people, that's absolutely fine. Mm. You know, but if you're Oscar Huckle <laughs> or Jack Evans, or Jack Evans, you know, two of our finest writers, and you go out on 400 kilometer plus rides, then, you know, that's obviously not enough. And the problem with kind of a wax based drip lube is that you need to let it dry in between applications, basically. Otherwise, it, it, it you know, it doesn't really work properly. So I think Ceramic Speed have kind of 
they, they've not really told us what they've done to it, but they've essentially said that the kind of uh, UFO drip wet basically lasts longer. It, it kind of performs better in kind of wet conditions, which mm. have historic, you know, wet conditions can can be a bit tricky for wax lube because once the the kind of wax gets abraded off the chain, it can the chain can be, just become very dry because there's nothing on it, and then it can be quite noisy, high friction, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, they, I think they've essentially modified the formula to make it last longer. You know, which should be a good thing. Obviously, you know, if you if you're just concerned about cost as well, you know, a product that lasts mm-hmm. longer should require fewer applications, and so you know, perhaps it's better value in that sense as well. We'll come onto this very subject in a moment, but I can kind of ask it, or rather, I can. Um say that is definitely true I, I like smooth lube which is just a wax water emulsion um basically wax waxing your chain for people who are lazy um and it is really fantastic but it comes off very very quickly in wet weather i even use it on kind of tours and stuff with the kind of caveat knowing i'll have to reapply but anyway that's exactly what i was about to ask tom law what is your preferred chain lube and you can go into as much detail as you want because I know Simon will do so anyway. <laughs> well, I'm fairly lube agnostic. Which is these, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've tried loads of different ones over the years. Uh, I've never tried waxing. Uh, I like my crockery too much. Uh, I don't want to sacrifice a pan to go down the full waxing route. Uh, but I always quite like squirt chain lube. Actually, that's been, I found that to be quite good. Yeah, uh, it's really good. It's yeah. been really, really good for that. You know, especially you know being a mountain biker and, and you know part time gravel rider. You know, I need something that's going to last in wet conditions in the UK. Uh, but Peter's all weather lube has also been quite good for me recently as well. So that seems to last fairly well. Uh, tried muck off and finish line and all the others, but I always seem to keep coming back to to those two to to squirt into PTs more recently. Yeah. All right, Simon, have your moment in the sun. What's your preferred way of lubing a chain right now? Yeah, obviously, I'm, if anyone's listened to me talk before, I'm going to say you know immersion waxing. Um, that is what I do for most of my bikes. But actually, Ceramic Speed UFO Drip is my favourite kind of wax-based drip lube, which I use for. Um, topping up chains i just find that you know squirts really good smooths also really good there are a number of really good kind of wax based drip loops but of the ones that i've tried the ceramic speed one tends to go the kind of driest and therefore mm. it attracts the kind of the, the fewest contaminants um during riding so yeah like i typically i wax chains in a in a slow cooker and then you know, i can't be bothered to just take them off every single time to re-wax them i just top them up with a wax based drip lube as and when required Fantastic, very brief answer. Well done, Simon. Well, now, if you if want you... the full answer. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> if you want the full answer, you can go to our excellent article on site about how to wax a chain. It is very good. It's very well illustrated as well. One of your finer ones, Simon. And that's all right. Tom, it's your time to shine now. The new Forbidden Druid is a very rowdy trail bike that our very own Alex Evans has spent some time on. It's a pretty cool-looking bike, but I say that as somebody who doesn't really know what's going on. So explain to me and Simon and our listeners why this bike is interesting, what we need to know about it, everything as above. It is very cool. I do do like it. It's quite different to the old Druid, so apologies if this gets very techy. That's fine. It is. But basically, both of these bikes are, or slash were, high-pivot suspension bikes. So rather than the main pivot for the suspension being around the uh, the middle, you know, the, the... chainring position uh the pivot sits higher on the frame giving a more rearward axle path so instead of it being sort of like an arc where the wheel gets close to the frame the wheel moves away lengthening the bike and absorbing bumps better very well explained 10 out of 10 so far crack on (laughs) 
So with the new Druid, they've actually gone away from a single pivot, high pivot design. So it's basically a solid swing arm with a high pivot and an idler to an inverted four bar system. So basically, if you imagine... Special... <laughs> I love stuff like this. Crack on. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? So imagine specialized FSR system with the pivot on the ch chainstay, but flipped. So it looks like a linkage actuated single pivot, but it's not because of reasons uh so the shock's nice and low little linkage that drives it there so it just gives them more control over the kinematics of the suspension while still keeping that rearward axle path and it also has their one ride sizing system so it carries it over from the previous bike so basically the chain stays get longer proportionally to the front end of the bike a lot of times you'll see that the front end of a mountain bike and indeed a road bike will get longer as you go up in size forbidden think it should be proportional so as the front end gets bigger as you are a taller rider the back end should get bigger as well so you can run it as a mullet bike it's 130 mil of rear wheel travel 150 up front or you can also do full 29 as well and it's gone to the on trend sort of like s1 to 4 sizing system so no more small medium large and all that and the, s, the s sizing uh, i mean it's not strictly true but it's more around the length of the bike as opposed to sort of traditional seat tube measurements. Yeah, exactly. So they're basically saying that you should choose the size of the bike you're riding based on the reach measurement. So the large, which is what Alex would be riding, what I would ride, has a 480 mil reach in the uh, in the 429er setup. So yeah, it's basically you're not pigeonholing yourself into a, you know, a large or a medium or an extra large. You can basically choose what size you want based on what reach measurement works for you the best. I have to say, like while I do jest about it, you know, I used to be a mountain biker. I used to know lots about this tech and that kind of thing. However, I think the pace at which mountain bikes develop, and it's something you've talked about quite a lot, Simon, like for this to be a 130 mil travel trail bike, you know, really it's kind of silhouette, it's tech, you know, that's kind of tech that would have been seen on downhill and enduro bikes not that long ago in terms of the high idler, that kind of thing. Um, it's definitely a bike that appeals to me if I was ever to, to get back into my shreddy ways where it's... um a high-tech cool bit of tech, a high-tech bit of kit, but at the same time balancing that with, you know, travel that isn't going to overwhelm my rather middling riding. Is it the sort of bike that appeals to you, tickles your pickle? Yeah, definitely. So somebody that has a more XE sort of leaning since starting up Bike Radar, obviously riding with Rob Weaver, Tom, Alex and Luke, you know, they are very, very talented riders. So I've always sort of shied away from what I would call almost sort of like the skill compensator sort of enduro bikes, <laughs> uh, sticking with the shorter travel stuff. But no, this for me, from what Al said about it, sounds like it could be the kind of bike that I could get on with. You know, it's still pretty efficient to ride all day, fairly light, but it has got a bit of extra brawn, you know, to sort of get me out of trouble when I'm trying to keep up with those guys. So yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to uh, to give it a go. And I've had a brief bit of time on a high pivot before because the other downside obviously is the chain has to be longer mm -hmm. as an extra jockey wheel effectively. So there's usually more drag in the system. Uh, but Forbidden Claims have done a lot of work to alleviate a lot of that. So supposedly it now feels like a regular bike with no extra sort of drag in the drivetrain. So again, interested to see how that compares. I had a brief ride on the old Druid but yeah, definitely keen to see how this one compares to that. So yeah, definitely uh, definitely taking my fancy in that one. As with all of this stuff, we do have a full story on this one on Bike Radar. Uh, there are Alex's first ride impressions at the bottom of the arc, well worth reading through because it is, it's a, a really good one and one we'll get a full review of in the not too distant future. Now finishing things up, we have a little tasty teaser. 
If you've been looking at Bike Radar, or to be honest, any other cycling website, you will have noticed that there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of new cross-country bikes uh, in the past couple of weeks. Tom Marvin, possibly yourself, Tom Law, although maybe you don't know this yet, and a few others will be signing onto a podcast in the near future to talk through all these new XC bikes, what they mean for cross-country racing as a whole, and why they're interesting. If you don't already, subscribe to the Bike Radar podcast, so you'll be the first to know when that episode goes live. For now, thank you very much to you both. I did Thanks ask you, but what, 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 you didn't give me any taste of some. What riding are you going to be doing outdoors in the coming weeks? I don't know, to be honest. Actually, I'm on a, I'm on a press launch next week as well, <gasps> so I'm, uh, I'm going to be in Italy for a week. So I, don't, I haven't actually got too many riding plans. Well, well, I look forward to hearing... That's a really terrible answer. That's all right. Well, <laughs> you know, you've reminded the listeners to keep coming back to Bike Radar, the number one source. I can't go any riding because I'm too busy producing content. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's all about the content. It's what we live for. But keep it's coming... We live for the content. Keep going to Bike Radar so you can listen back, read, do all those wonderful things about these new sneaky launches that Tom and Simon are going on. For now, thank you for listening and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode.